Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Many women, many women are stuck in their day-to-day routine with so much noise, noise overwhelming them. Who they should be, what they should be doing, and how they should be doing it. Sound familiar? Some don't realize that they are superheroes in disguise, wearing invisible capes and capable of fulfilling their goals and ambitions. Emmy Award-winning journalist, motivational speaker, host, and author Tracy Mitchell is an inspirational powerhouse who loves hearing a good story, especially those portraying the power and strength of other successful women. Tracy believes women are capable of making what seems impossible, possible. Her book, Stirring the Pot, takes a closer look at successful, accomplished women who are living their lives on purpose, living their lives on purpose, and what it takes to uncover your own purpose, fall in love with your life, and live bigger. I like that. Live bigger. Let's welcome Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Glad to have you here. And we're going to get into that one-of-a-kind idea, purpose. What a heavy, heavy word. But first, perhaps you can share a story about, I understand that you you were talking to Oprah about purpose and being intentional (laughs) about living your life on purpose. Tell us about that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm very, for people who don't know me or I haven't talked to, um, I used to be a news reporter and anchor. And what I would love to do each time I was, you know, in the office on the set is try to find that sort of um, the special story, right? The story that not everyone was doing. And I found out that Oprah was coming to Washington, D.C. I was working in the Washington Bureau at the time. And I said to my boss, I got to go talk to Oprah. And she's like, yeah, good luck with that. Um, And in one of my moments of dreaming really big, because I think we should all have them, um, I spent weeks trying to track down Oprah, right? How do I get in touch? How do I get this interview? And at the end, I actually received a call and they said, hey, Oprah's going to give you like, you know, two minutes on the red carpet for her events or just be there, be ready. Oprah comes up and she literally talked to me for almost 11 minutes, I think it was. Mm. And exactly and I love her I mean I was not an Oprah fan way back when but once I met her I understood what the moment was right and I asked her a bunch of questions as many as I could squeeze in but the question that I remember most was you know what is it about you Oprah what what makes you so special why are you so different from the rest of us essentially and she said Tracy I'm no different than anyone else 
you know, the, 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 I'm not special. She said, the thing that defines me is that I know my gifts. I know my purpose. I know why I'm here on this earth. And if you can figure out what your gifts are, the ones you were born with and what your purpose is, the universe will open up and give you everything you could possibly want. Mm -hmm. And she said, I wake up in that universe every day in that part of my life, knowing why I'm here and living my purpose. And that's why I've gotten to where I am. Mm, very powerful as she always is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's our subject purpose. Now purpose that people is what it's all about. And you may not even realize that once you find your purpose, your life will change for better. So Tracy, tell us about purposeful living. I think, Mary, it's so important. I mean, I think it, it, and as you know, I'm sure it's not easy, right? It's not easy. I mean, one of the things that just to sort of go back to that Oprah moment for a minute, I asked her, I said, what about purposeful living? I mean, you make it sound so easy, like anyone can do it. And she said, they can. And I said, really? Mm -hmm. um, and this is years ago, right? When I was living my life on repeat, every day was just, it was essentially the same day, right? I'd go to work in the morning, I'd do my job, I'd have lunch, I'd have dinner, I'd read a book and I'd go to sleep and I'd get back up and I was on that wheel again, right? Over and over again, never stopping to think, why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I doing with my life? And she said, one of the things that to find that purposeful living, right? She said, it's so important that we stop listening to our husband, our mother, our brother, our sister, who are all trying to tell us what to do, how to do it, how to live, who to be, you know, who we are. And she said, you got to quiet the noise sometimes and listen to your own inner strength, your own inner self. And that will lead you to your purpose, right? That will lead you to your gifts, your core values. That will help you live your life on purpose. You know, it it's it sounds so hard, but it's really so simple when you you put it in those kind of terms. And don't you just love when you're the reporter and you're taking, you know, notes for a story to help other people and you in turn get helped yourself. <laughs> you oh, get out of your rut and so forth. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And not just with Oprah, with everyday people, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that, and Mary, I don't know if you believe this, but I believe that we are all on this earth right now at this moment for a reason, right? There's a reason why you and I are interacting right now. There's a reason why when I go do stories, I meet those amazing people. And there are amazing people walking all around us all the time. We just don't touch each other in that way to know that we're connected mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let's dig deeper here. It's, it's, it's great words, but how does one get there? How does one create a fulfilled on purpose life, thereby owning their own worth? Well, I think that you, I mean, it, again, as you said, it's kind of simple, right? I think number one, um, if I had to do simple things we can do, right? You know, I, I can I can go deeper and deeper. And I, I guess as I move on, I will. But number one, I think you have to quiet the noise, right? Whatever that looks like for you. I meditate twice a day. And I know that on those days when I don't meditate, my life is a little chaotic, right? I, I don't have focus. I don't have purpose. So I, I literally do my best to meditate 20 times, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. I always do the morning. The evening is a little stretch for me sometimes. Um, I go for walks. 
I take showers. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of shower thoughts, but I get some of my best ideas in the shower, right? I think whatever you need to do to calm your mind, I think that starting out with exercise, right? We forget sometimes that the whole body is truly connected. If you're not feeling well, it's hard to live your purpose. If, If you don't like the way you look, if you're struggling with addiction, I mean, all of those things affects, you know, how you, how you, I present every day to the world, right? That, that affects purpose. And I also have like um, little things that I do. One of the things that I think is fun is I, I try to do something different at least once a week. And I do something big, different once a month, right? Um, something that kind of like uh, lights my fire, gets my spark going, something that puts me out of my comfort zone. Um, and if you want to get deeper into it, I actually, once a year, I go see a spiritual advisor. I, I do astrology. I want to know where I'm headed, right? I want to make sure all of the stars are aligned. And not everyone can do that, but you can do the simple things of quieting your mind, exercising, eating right and journaling. That's also something that I do, right? Writing those thoughts down, going back and reading them, setting goals, setting marks, figuring out who you can network with. All of those things happen. We don't walk this earth alone, right? We, we don't walk this journey alone. I look for those key people who are going to help me get to where I am. A good example, Mary, is I, um, I, I like to pride myself on having lots of friends, right? And I met this woman the other day. I was going to lunch with a friend. And she calls me up right a couple of hours beforehand. She goes, hey, can I bring someone? And I'm like, to lunch? Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's weird, but okay. So I show up and it's, you know, my friend Jeannie and this other woman who I'm like, I'm sorry. And, and I'm, as I mentioned, I'm very direct. So I said to her, I said, I'm sorry, why are you here? And she said, Tracy, I don't know. And so we both look at Jeannie and I said, why are, why, why, why are we here together? <laughs> and Jeannie goes, you two need to be connected. I don't know why, but something came to me this morning and said, you need to meet each other. This woman is my new freaking best friend. Like we've known each other for six months and she can complete my sentences. And so I think just putting yourselves out there sometimes and going into the unknown, it's amazing what happens when you you let yourself be free mm-hmm. and you say, I'm going to let you lead me universe purpose or whatever you want to call it. So those are some great steps, great steps to think about. I, I want to, you know, so now we've done that. We've, we've meditated, we've exercised, we've eaten the right food. We put ourselves out. We've looked for something out of the ordinary every day, once a, once a week, once a month, whatever. But how, how do you find your inner strengths and gifts? It's all said and done, but how is it that my gift is X or Y or Z? I think, well, I think they all, we are all different, right? We all have it in us. I think you have to look at the things that make you giddy. Like the things that like, like you put you in your flow. They bring you joy, right? We go to those shops that suck the life out of us. You know, for sure, that is not your purpose. That's not why you're here. But I may go home and I say, I don't know. I start sewing because that brings me peace. And I find that when I, I, cause I literally sew. So when I find that I'm sewing, Mary, I have a big, huge smile on my face. My husband will walk by the door and he goes, what are you smiling at? And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize I was smiling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's those moments when you're like, if you catch yourself and you're like, Oh my God, I would do this for free. Like if I could literally sew all day long, and somebody would pay me just to sew. 
That's all I have to do is so. I think I would just be the happy, I'd be, I'd be skipping through life, right? Those are the things you're looking for. Those are the moments that you grab onto. And they may be silly things, right? I met someone who makes candles and she started it as a hobby because she goes, it's just using my hands and creating. It just made me feel important. It made me feel like I had a purpose. And I said, well, duh, that's it. Like that's your creativity is your purpose. And she started this business and oh my God, she quit her job that she hated. And she's doing that full time. And, and people are just coming to her just when she thinks, oh my God, I need to get more clients. She gets like four or five phone calls, right? So it's, it's, and I don't know if that explains it, Mary, if that's what you're looking for, but it's those moments when you're so excited to do something, you would do it for free. It brings you energy. It brings you joy. You're in your flow. You started five hours ago and you, you're thinking, oh, I've been doing this for 30 minutes. And you look at the clock and you're like, oh my God, I forgot all about this, right? And things just flow to you naturally while you're doing it. That's how you know that you found your purpose. Is purpose happiness then? It's not necessarily happiness. In, in, in her, in my example of sewing, it's freaking bliss, right? But it's not always happiness for everyone, right? It could be, I know this um, attorney, she went through um, years of law school, right? To become an attorney. She's now helping homeless women find homes, right? And and her, her job, it's not, it's not joyful, right? She might find joy once they find the house but a lot of these women she has to get off drugs she has to get them off the street she has to help them find clothing and food and it is hard work but at the end of the day she leaves exhausted but fulfilled and she feels as if she's found her purpose another woman to call her albright who I actually went to high school with her, hadn't talked to her since high school. And when I was writing my book, I actually reached out to folks on Facebook. I said, hey, let me know if you know anyone who would fit this. And I gave a description of the woman I'm looking for. And everyone said, oh, my friend so-and-so, oh, my colleague. And Carla said, well, you should talk to me. And I was like fascinated, right? She was the only one who said me. And I said, okay. So we started talking and I said, oh my God, I haven't talked to you in like 15 years. This is great catching up. And she starts telling me she is a, um, the dean of the, uh, one of the medical schools at UPenn. And she starts telling me about her life and her successes and all of these things and how, you know, she's found joy and she helps women and she especially loves helping women with their gynecological problems um, and birthing issues. And, and I said, well, how did you get there? How did you find your purpose? And she said, ha ha. She goes, okay, I'm going to talk about something I never talk about, but this is what happened to me. She said, when I was a freshman in high school, I met my husband and he was my everything. And I didn't realize that what he was doing was isolating me from my friends, my family. And I didn't realize at the time what he was doing was mentally and verbally abusing me because I was a kid. I'd never had a boyfriend. I was excited to have a boyfriend. And she said it morphed into physical abuse. And she said, you know, all during medical school, he was beating the life out of me. Mm. I'm not sure where I found the strength to continue. She said it wasn't until he put a gun to my head and mm. played brush roulette. And I, I sat there with my eyes squeezed closed, tears just running down my face. And I said, God, 
if you get me out of this situation, I swear I will never be here again. I will help every woman I can find to be the best version of herself. And she said, I just kept praying and praying. And she said, when the gun misfired, he fell to the ground and started crying. And she said, he went on a business trip the next week. And she said, I left and never looked back. And I had so many angels along the way who helped me, who changed my name, covered my address. He looked for me for months and couldn't find me. And she said, I knew at that moment I needed to live my purpose. I needed, and my purpose was helping other women who couldn't help themselves, which is why I focused on gyneco gynecology, which is why I'm the dean of the school. I'm not just a professor to these students. I talk about self-worth. I talk about self-care. I talk about how important that is and how important it is to find your purpose in a world that is sometimes unforgiving. That is amazing. That's an amazing story. So the message is stir up your life. The way you've been living isn't working. Pull yourself yeah. out of the day-to-day -day rut and forgive yourself and become your authentic self. Now, yeah. just before we go, I mean, we talked about Oprah. Any other well-known women that have shared lessons about finding their purpose or lessons yeah. learned? Yes. Yeah. So I have the privilege of being at the White House. The White House... Um, PBS was working with PBS to tape the women of soul, right? So Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, uh, Giselle Monet, like all of these fabulous women, right, are going to be live on the stage. And we're part of the taping, my husband and I. And just before it started, Mary, I had to go to the bathroom. Well, I was like, okay, I can't get up during the live taping to go to the bathroom. It's only about, I would say it was probably 100, 150 people in the room. And I said, okay, I'm going to go now. So, you know, I make a beeline for the bathroom at the White House, in the White House, and I go to the White House bathroom and sitting in the bathroom is Ariana Grande, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know who she was. This is early on in her career. My nephew was in love with her, but I, he had just told me who she was right before we went there. Oh, that's and, good. That came in yeah, handy. I mean, for, for those who are listening, in case you don't know, she is a uh, real famous singer out there right now. So go ahead with oh, your story. She, She's insanely famous, but at the time, just to be fair, I didn't know. I knew my, you know, I, I'm like an Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle kind mm -hmm. of person. That's okay. That's okay. Nothing wrong with super, that. But she looked all worried and, and just, just like kind of in the slump, you can look at someone and tell that they're not doing well. And she was not doing well. And I remember going into the bathroom and I said, I said, oh my God, what's wrong? And she said, oh my God, I have to perform in front of. Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle and I was like <laughs> I said no I get it and, and she's like I don't think I can do it I said but you can and you have to and I said they have your name out there and she goes I know that's why I'm sitting in this bathroom <laughs> and you know we're both like laughing and talking and I said but here's the thing I said they don't have what you have I simply don't. I said, your voice is beautiful. I said, you sound like an angel. And I said, they're probably waiting to hear you as much as you're waiting to hear them. And she goes, oh my God, that's so sweet. And she gives me this big hug. I mean, she's sweet as can be. And I said, all right, so I'm going to be watching. I said, so I'm going to be rooting for you. I'll pay attention to you and not to them. And we kind of laughed it off and I ran to the bathroom and I went back out and it was her time to come on. And she, she and Patty, Patty LaBelle had just performed and and Ariana Grande was walking on stage and she and Patty like exchanged words and Patty gave her this big hug. And all I could think was she's probably saying to her, 
I can't believe I have to follow you. And it reminded me of a time when I had to give a keynote speech in, in San Francisco. And they called me a couple of days before and said, oh my God, we have great news, Tracy. Winnie Mandela is going to be at the event. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. right? I said, oh, great. So I don't have to give a speech. They said, no, you, you're going to give the keynote. She's going to speak right before you. And, and I'm like, Winnie Mandela is going to speak before me? And I'm going to give the keynote? And they were like, yeah, yeah, she has to go. And I was like, okay, this is a disaster. I mean, there's nothing I can say that's going to be as impressive as what she has done in her life. So event comes, same kind of thing. And the Ariana Grande thing happened after Mm. uh, the Mandela thing. So I did share that with her in the bathroom. But Winnie Mandela gives this amazing speech. Everyone is up on their feet. And then me. So I start walking up, you know, shoulders kind of slumped. <laughs> and I'm going to give this speech. And I crossed her and I passed her. And I said, that was amazing. I don't know how I can top that. And she took me by my shoulders. And she said, honey, you don't have to top it. Just tell your story. Mm-hmm. Tell your own story. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the message I would leave everyone with, Mary. I think sometimes we, we don't see ourselves as we truly are. And we shrink back and we slump our shoulders and we, we want to be invisible sometimes. But I think we're all like writing a book of sorts, right? We're all living our own stories and living our purpose. And somebody needs to hear your story. And I think when you start living your authentic self, stirring your pot, getting out of your own way and telling your story, there are a lot of people who will support you and a lot of people who truly need to hear it. Wonderful. That's a perfect message to uh, end this segment with. So thank you so much for being here. Again, that's Stirring the Pot, Tracy Mitchell. Thank you so much for the insight you provided today. Thank you, Mary. Well, it is time to high five and say goodbye, but I sure hope you had a lot of great takeaways from today's show. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today's pocket, share your talents with others.